the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. To look out for a king to reign instead of Shaul, who failed the Lord. And when Yeshai, that is Jesse, presented his sons before the Lord, we find out that the Lord had to remind Samuel that the Lord is looking on the heart. The Lord knows the heart of everyone that belongs to him and serves him. And so Samuel needed to learn that the Lord is looking on the heart. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. This is so beautiful to see. The Lord looked on the heart of David, and he see the inside, and he saw that he was a man after God's own heart. And therefore be careful, do not look on things of the outward appearance. If any man trusts to himself that he belongs to the Lord, Okay, let him of himself think this again. Well, make sure that you are right with the Lord, that you belong to the Lord. We also belong to the Lord. We know it because of our relationship with him, Paul is saying to the Corinthians. And then he continues to speak about authority. And he speaks of authority that was given to him for edification. He says in verse 8, For though, I should boast somewhat more of our authority which the Lord has given us for edification and not for your destruction. I should not be ashamed. He says, even if I will present my authority before you and if I boast in it, I'm not boasting it in it because I gained it on my own. I received this authority from the Lord which the Lord hath given us. And you notice he used the word us because Paul never wanted to exalt himself. He's speaking about others. Although he was the apostle, others were serving with the apostle, but he's using the word us. And I think he would apply this to you and I as well. Whatever measure of authority the Lord has given to us in our life, he wants us to recognize that this authority was given to us in order that we will edify and bless others and glorify the Lord. Paul did not want to seem as if he is testifying unto the Corinthians and terrifying them that they will be afraid of him. He didn't want them, but he had an apostolic authority. In verse 9 he says, that I, this is Paul, may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. You see, I'm writing to you these letters, but I'm not writing them in order for me to terrify you, to scare you, but I'm writing to you in order that you will be convicted and restored to the Lord. In verse 10, he's telling these Corinthians that some of them, this is very sad, some there said that Paul's letters were powerful, but Paul really had no authority, and that he is weak when he is present with them. But in that Paul's speech was really contemptible, really not good, as they were accusing him here 
in verse 10, beloved brothers and sisters, notice that, and I'm reading this, for his letters, you see, they are saying, for his letters say they, that they is the sum among the Corinthians who were really rebelling against the Lord and rebelling against the authority, the apostolic authority of Shaul Paul. He says, they say how weighty and powerful his letters and that his bodily presence is weak because when you look at Paul, he didn't look like some sort of a, you know, man with, he looked like a simple Jewish man who was just among his brethren and among his people and reaching out with the message of the gospel. He was just another person that he came to serve the Lord. And then they say that his speech was really worthless, amounts to nothing, have no account, amount to to really nothing, contemptible, they say, about him. Some from among the Corinthians, This is pretty sad when they were speaking about the one that came to minister to them and to lead them to the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. In verse 11, Paul did not want anyone to think that his letters were written. Notice verse 11, let such an one who think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. He says, let none of you think for a moment that I'm just writing this letter when I'm far away from you and I'm not going to speak like this when I'm present with you. Oh, I can assure you, he's, he's telling them that when I will come, I will tell you everything to your face in a humble way, in a proper way, not in pride and arrogance. He's saying in this verse, beloved brothers and sisters, so Paul really longed to encourage the Corinthians. So he's saying to them, notice, such people, you know, that were speaking about, let such as one think this, that such as we are in word by letter when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. We will be just the same when we will come to you, we'll speak honestly with you, we'll speak graciously with you in the authority that the Lord had given unto us, uh, but it will be only for your benefit, not for anything else. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, you notice what Paul, Shaul Paul, is doing here. In Second Corinthians chapter 10, Number one, he's teaching the Corinthian, presenting before the Corinthian how to wage spiritual warfare, that he himself waging spiritual warfare in the power of God. Secondly, he's presenting before the Corinthian how to use spiritual authority, and he's showing to them that his spiritual authority was given to him by God, and whatever he's saying to them when he's far away through the letter, he will say to them the same thing when he is present with them. But he will do it in humility and with a godly authority. And thank God when someone behave like this for the benefit of God's people. Well, now in the last verses of Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 to 18, Paul is emphasizing the third thing. How? to measure your spiritual service for the Lord. How do you measure that? How do I measure it? How does Paul measure it? 
any service that we do for the Lord, is it carnal ministry or spiritual ministry? And how to measure it in a godly way, how to value it. And so in verse 12 onward, Paul is emphasizing this to the Corinthians. In verse 12, here's a false measurement. And he says, notice that, beloved brothers and sisters, he says, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves. They are not wise. Anytime and how careful we all have to be God gave you a service for the Lord. God gave me. God gave another brother, another sister, another a believer. Any service for the Lord. We should never measure our service for the Lord by comparing ourselves with one another. We dare not make ourselves of those numbers that compare themselves with some that commend themselves. You know, some people commend themselves. They speak about themselves and how great they are and how this they this. We, of course, need to share with others what the Lord is doing, but not to exalt oneself, but to share the word for encouragement and for information. But ministry needs to be done in such a way that we don't measure ourselves and compare ourselves and commend ourselves. No. The Lord has to be the one who will commend His own people. And so, this is wrong, He's saying here. We need not compare ourselves with others. Especially when there, is, when there are those that commend themselves. That's wrong. In verse 13, on to the end of the chapter, to verse 18, here's a true measurement, spiritual measurement. We need to ask ourselves some questions about the service and the ministry that the Lord had given to us and how we are handling the service that the Lord had given us to do. True measurement is, first of all, to ask ourselves, am I where God wants me to be. Do I do what God wants me to do? And where I, where God wants me to be. Notice verse 13 and 14. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to, to, to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. You see, God has given Paul a field to serve him. God has given you and I a certain field to serve him. Paul used whatever the Lord had given to him, and he had arrived to the Corinthians. He shared with them the gospel. When you read in Act chapter 18, you will notice how Paul have arrived to Corinth and shared the message of the gospel. We read in chapter 18 of the book of Acts, 
After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew by the name of Aquila, born in Pontius, uh, Italy, came from Italy with his wife Priscilla, and so on. Notice what he did. He was first of all being a tent maker with them, serving with them as a tent maker. But then he went to the synagogue on every Shabbat and he ministered to his own brethren. You remember, he himself set up this principle, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first. And also unto the Greek, he always went first to his own Jewish people. This is the field and the service that the Lord had given him initially, and then also to the Greek, and he went to the Gentiles after. Some Jewish people accept him, some Jewish people rejected him. Some Gentile people accepted him, some Gentile people rejected him. But he had done the sphere that the Lord had given unto him. And then, of course, he went later on. Many of the Corinthians, hearing, believing him as he was preaching the gospel there in the various areas in Corinth after he left there the synagogue. And apparently he was for a month and a half there ministering the gospel, leading people to, the, to come to know their Messiah, to know Jesus, and to accept the Lord. And so Paul is saying in verses 13 and 14 of our chapter, we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed unto us, a measure to reach even unto you. God have, have sent us in your direction. He continued to say, for we, we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure. We're not going beyond what the Lord had given to us. So though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the Messiah. So first of all to ask, where am I where God wants me to be? Am I in a sphere of service where God wants me to be? Every one of us have to ask ourselves this question. Is this the ministry that the Lord gave me to do? That is essential, beloved brothers and sisters. You see, God gave Paul the field that he was going to serve. And do you remember where we read in Acts chapter 9? In verse 15, we do read, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he, that is Paul, is a chosen, this is Shaul, Paul, he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. God gave Paul, Yeshua gave Paul, a ministry to minister, and a sphere of service that he gave to Paul. He didn't give it to you, he didn't give it to me, he gave each and every one of us a service to do in our sphere that he had called us to. In Acts 22, we do read in verse 21, And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. He became the apostle to the uncircumcision. You see, beloved brothers and sisters, that is what Paul is sharing with the Corinthians. Are you where God wants you to be? Paul says, I am where God 
called me to be, where the Lord Jesus the Messiah called me to, to be. I'm reaching to the Gentiles. I've arrived to you, Corinthians. Again, verse 14. For we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. Secondly, true measurement. How we need to ask ourselves those three questions. Am I where God wants me to be? Paul says, here I am. I am where God wanted me to be. I reach you. I'm called to be an apostle to the uncircumcision, to the Gentiles, to the nations. And I came to you and I preached the gospel unto you. Secondly, is God glorified by the ministry that Paul ministered, or you and I, or anyone who served the Lord? This is the second question that one has to ask himself. Verses 15, 16, and 17. Notice that. Verse 15, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labor, but having hope when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Now this is important. Do we do ministry for the glory of the Lord? Paul says, I do my ministry for the glory of the Lord. I'm not boasting of things without our measure. Notice he used the word boasting here, verse 15, verse 16, verse 17. Not boasting. Verse 16, and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. Somebody else will have another ministry. We are not boasting this and taking it for ourselves, saying as if we did so. The Lord used that man, that servant in his service. And thirdly, but he that glories, if you want to glory, if I want to glory, and Paul saying, I am glorying, we are glorying in the Lord. We are not glorying in ourselves because our ministry need to glorify God, and not to glorify ourselves. This is a fascinating statement that Apostle Paul is mentioning here to the uh, Corinthians. This is, beloved uh, brothers and sisters, is something we all need to learn. You know, I'm thinking of when Paul said, but he that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. He, of course, as a Jewish man looking back at the history of Israel when Jeremiah the prophet um, spoke to the nation of Israel in chapter 9, in Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24, what the Lord desired from everyone that belongs to him. In verse 23 and 24 of Jeremiah chapter 9, Jeremiah by the word of the Lord said to Israel, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glorieth in this. That he understand and knoweth me, God says. That I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. 
For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Can you imagine, beloved brothers and sisters, how God said to his earthly people, Israel, look, don't glory in your wisdom. Don't glory in your power. Don't glory in your riches. But glory in this, that you understand and that you know God. And that you understand the loving kindness of God, the justice of God, and the righteousness of God here upon the face of this earth. God delight, the Lord delight when His own people have come to a point that they glory in Him. We can glory in our Lord Yeshua the Messiah because of who He is and because of what He has done for us. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift, the gift that was given to undeserved people such as us all. And so Paul is instructing the Corinthian that you see the true measurement of the ministry that God gave to his people are measured. Number one, am I where God wants me to be? Is God glorified by my service for Him? Verse 17, But he that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. And finally, in conclusion of this, 2 Corinthians 10, in verse 18, the Apostle Paul teaches the third lesson of true arguments concerning the measurement of the service that one does for the Lord? Can the Lord command the ministry, the service that you do? Is it really done for Him? Can He command this? Can He command you? Can He command me? Can He command us? You see, in verse 12, Paul said to the Corinthians, for we are not making ourselves of the number of those that compare themselves with themselves and commend themselves. No, no. We do not commend ourselves. We leave it to the Lord to do so. And he closed the letter, the 10th chapter with verse 18, by saying, For not he that commendeth himself is approved but whom the Lord commendeth. Only whom the Lord commendeth is approved. Only whom the Lord commendeth is the one that can be approved in his ministry. And that's really searching our hearts, beloved brothers and sisters. When the Lord commend his servants, they are blessed. They are blessed, beloved uh, brothers and sisters. This is so important. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we do read in verse 10, we read, According to the grace of God which is given unto me, 
As a wise master builder, I have laid a foundation, and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. How do we do the work of the Lord? Can the Lord command your ministry and my ministry and any one of us, beloved friends, dear brothers and sisters, your service for the Lord, can He command you for that? Notice that in Second Corinthians, in this book, in this chapter, in this second book, chapter five, and verse ten, we do read: "For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad." Am I where God wants me to be? Is God glorified by my ministry? Can the Lord command my ministry? Paul is saying to the Corinthians, and he says as far as he is concerned, he himself was in the will of the Lord, and he wanted the Corinthians to understand, especially those that spoke against him. He didn't want that the remaining believers in Corinth will listen to their sayings. That's how he began that tenth chapter. I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, whom in present am base among you, but being absent am I bold towards you. Ah, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with the confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Brethren, we did not walk according to the flesh. We ministered to you and we sought to lead you not only to salvation, but to lead you spiritually in your life, that you will be able to serve the Lord Jesus the Messiah. May God help us all as we seek to serve the Lord. May God help us to be humble before Him. And may He speak to all of our hearts for His glory and for the honor of our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Well, my dear friend, God bless you. Until the next time, we say to you, Shalom, Shalom.